Members, if you see people, there it goes, that you don't recognize, uh, please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. <clears throat> I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Sletton. Okay, and as you are taking your seats, and the uh, why don't we open our worship today with a word of Ray. prayer. Today's order of service is also at Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Lord's Day. We thank you that once again you have called us here by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus Christ, who came here to this earth to live for us, to die for us, and to rise again for us. Lord, it is that Resurrection Sunday um, that is our hope, is the hope of our faith, and for that we thank you. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship, Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness 
and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Let the God have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The opening hymn for today is Christ is Our Cornerstone, found on page 912 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Christ is Our Cornerstone, page 912. Let your steadfast love comfort me. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice. I know, O Lord, that your just decrees are righteous. Let your mercy come to me that I may live. Steadfast love, comfort me.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, you are the strength of all who trust in you. Without your aid, we can do no good thing. Grant us the help of your grace that we may please you in both will and deed. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading comes from Proverbs chapter 23. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. This is the word of our Lord. He will command his angels concerning you. Bless the Lord, O my soul. much men's glee. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites as well.
Okay, can you guys turn around and face me, please? All right. How are we today? Good. Okay. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the commandments. Okay? Yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about the fourth commandment. Anybody remember what the fourth commandment is? Anybody remember? Cordell? That's right. Honor your father and your mother. Okay? And we're going to be talking about what it means, what the word honor means. We're going to be talking about how that this commandment not only includes the mothers and the fathers that we have, but everybody who has been put in authority over us, people like, uh, people like teachers and pastors and principals and uh, policemen and firefighters and all, of those, all, and all of those kinds of people. And they all sort of get lumped into this one commandment because they all have something in common. Can you guys guess what they all have in common? Grace? They all Yeah, they all help us and protect us. And even to go a little bit further with that, they are all given to us as gifts by God. Okay? So if you think about going all the way back to the beginning with Adam and Eve, so, there, so God is there and he creates Adam. Well, then once he creates Adam... He tells Adam that he has responsibilities, that he has things that he is in charge of, namely everything that, that, that God had created. Okay? Well, then Adam and Eve have children, and they are then put in charge, put in responsibility over their kids. Okay? And so we're going to be talking about this, and we're going to be talking about how God, in his infinite mercy and wisdom, okay, creates us as humans to not only be in relationship to one another, but he puts people in our lives, people like our parents, okay, people like our grandparents, people like aunts and uncles and teachers and pastors, okay? He puts all of those people in our lives for our benefit and for our good, okay? And so be listening in the sermon today for for how that works and for how that looks, okay? Will you guys repeat after me? Dear Jesus, Thank you you. for giving us us parents parents and all of those those who love us. us. Please help us us by your Spirit spirit to honor them them. in what we think, what we we say, in what we do. do. Thank you, Father, Father, for being our Heavenly Father. Father. We love you, Lord. Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading comes from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Thank you. 
Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Now Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Please be seated.
all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we're going to be, I had so much fun teaching on the catechism last week, I decided to do it again this week. And so this week we're going to be talking about the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And as I was already warned, my own father and mother are in attendance today, so I better be careful. But it's fine, it's going to work out, I hope. The fourth commandment, interestingly, in the large catechism written by Luther, of the second table, so remember that the commandments are divided into two separate tables. Commandments 1 through 3 have everything to do with our relationship with God, and commandments 4 through 10 have everything to do with our relationship with our neighbor. And God, and at the top of the second table, puts this commandment, the fourth commandment. And Luther, in his large catechism, spends, out of all of the commandments of the second table, this one by far he has written the most about. And we're going to get into why that is in just a moment. If you look through the second table, commandments 4 through 10, through the lens of the fourth commandment, we will begin to understand why Luther made the fourth commandment the fourth commandment, and not the fifth or the sixth or the seventh or the eighth or the ninth or the the tenth. And so just like with, the, just with all of those commandments, commandments 4 through 10, we've talked about this in the adult Bible class before, and I've talked about it in 7th and 8th grade uh, confirmation before as well, but all of those commandments have tied to it a do and a don't. And it's important that we look at the, at the commandments in this way, Because if we look at it in terms of only don't, we don't understand what we should do. And if we look at it in terms of only do and not in don't, then the commandment really isn't understood to its fullest, to what it's meant to be fully understood to be. So for example, with the fifth commandment, of course, it says thou shalt not kill. Well, the don't for that commandment is don't kill, but the do for that commandment is to help our neighbor in every way possible by helping him okay, with his daily bread, with what God has given him. Okay? So for the example of the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother, there is a do. Do honor your father and your mother and don't not honor them. Okay? So there are do's and don'ts associated with each commandment. Now, according to Luther, as I talked about with the children that were up here just a moment ago, there is a similarity. There is a similarity between what Luther calls our superiors, those uh, people who are in authority over us, people like teachers, um, pastors, the government, um, firefighters, police officers, all of those people, they all have similarities with our parents. And the similarity, as we're going to find out, is that both sets of people, both our parents and those who are in authority over us, they have all been given to us as gifts. They have been given to us as gifts by God so that we might be able to enjoy the daily bread that he gives us. 
So for example, we know that when it comes to the government, if the government is not doing what it is supposed to be doing, it makes it hard for us as the people to receive our daily bread, right? Okay? So let's look at this. Luther says in uh, the large catechism, in connection with this commandment, there is more to be said about the various kinds of obedience due to our superiors, persons, whose authority it is to command and to govern. Where a father is unable to, to buy, where a father is unable by himself to bring up his child, he calls upon a schoolmaster to teach him. If he is too weak, he enlists the help of his friends and neighbors. If he passes away, he confers and delegates his authority and responsibility to others appointed for that purpose. And so, the similarity then between our parents and our superiors, those in authority over us, is that both are given to us as gifts from God. Now, the problem becomes, well, what happens when our parents or when those in authority over us are not doing, not fulfilling their vocation, not fulfilling their vocation as God's chosen people that he put in charge over us as children, over us as, as peoples who, over us as people who live in this land that depend on firefighters to do their job that depend on police officers to do their job, that depend on the government to do their job. And the list goes on and on and on and on. What happens then? Well, Luther has more to say about that. He says this, God does not want to have knaves or tyrants in this office and responsibility, nor does he assign them this honor that is, power and authority, to govern merely to receive homage or homage. Parents should consider that they owe obedience to God and that, above all, they should earnestly and faithfully discharge the duties of their office, not only to provide for the material support of their children, servants, subjects, etc., but especially to bring them up to the praise and honor of God. Therefore, do not imagine that the parental office is a matter of your pleasure and whim. It is a strict commandment and injunction of God who holds you accountable to it for it. Everybody acts as if God gave us children for our pleasure and amusement, gave us servants merely to put them to work like like cows, and gave us subjects to treat them as we please, as if it were no concern of ours what they learn or how they live. No one is willing to see that this command of the divine majesty, who will solemnly call us to account and punish us for its neglect, nor is it recognized how very necessary it is to devote serious attention to the young." So let's unpack that a little bit. Again, our parents are given to us as gifts from God. If you are a parent, literally you are God's gift to your children. Okay? And us as children, not only are we gifts given to our parents by God, but we then view our parents as those who are given to us as gifts by God. Unfortunately, we live in a world in which parents do not fulfill these vocations. Now, for, for the moment, I'm not going to be talking about the, um, about the, the parent that, that, oh, I don't know, disciplines their um, child and wishes, man, you know what, I wish I had gone a lot softer like that. I'm not, I'm not talking about that parent for now, but the parent that I am talking about is the parent that neglects their 
children completely. And the parent that, uh, who sees their children as servants, as merely things to sort of be, that they just, you sort of put them to work. Now, as I told the adult Baba class, do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that chores are bad. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that you can't treat your child in the same way that you treat the cow. And you can't treat your child in the same way that, that, that you, would, you would treat something else. All right? And unfortunately, we, we have parents that do not fulfill the vocations that they have been given. I have talked to many of you, of you here, to some of you, of, of you here, who have expressed to me these things. And unfortunately, yes, we live in a world in which that happens. And so the question then automatically becomes, well, do you still honor them? And if we are still supposed to honor them, then how do we do that? Well, we simply look at the Ten Commandments. Specifically, Commandments 4 through 8, okay? Let's talk about commandment number, number eight. Again, we talked about this in the adult Bible, Bible class, and we talked about how, again, there is a difference between um, not putting the best construction on everything and putting the best construction on everything. Putting the best construction on our parents who, have, who are not fulfilling the vocations that God has given them is a way in which we honor them. Okay? Now, there is a promise attached to this commandment as well. We just read about it in the epistle lesson for today. So let's take a look at that. Luther writes, Over and above all this, another strong incentive for us to keep this commandment is that God has attached it to a lovely promise, that you may have long life in the land where you dwell. Hear how you see how important God considers this commandment. He declares that it is not only an object of pleasure and delight to himself, but also an instrument intended for our greatest welfare, to lead us to a quiet, pleasant, and blessed life. St. Paul also highly exalts and praises this commandment, saying in Ephesians 6, This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Although the other commandments also have a promise implied, yet in none is it so plainly and explicitly stated. Essentially, what Luther is saying here is that when this commandment is honored and when this commandment is followed. We as mothers and fathers, we as children, we will then receive, we, sorry, we will, will then uh, be able to enjoy the blessings that God has given us in its fullest. Every single one of us wants a good relationship with our parents, and, and if, if we have uh, parents, and if our relationship with our parents are not the best, and perhaps they are even broken. We still desire that we have a good relationship with our parents. This does not mean that if you do not have a good relationship with your parents, that somehow your life is not going to be blessed, that that somehow God is going to just turn a blind eye to you and not pay any more attention to you. No. And here is another promise. Here is the gospel that no matter what your current home life might be like, if your home life currently is not one that is peaceful, we are assured from the promise of God that he is still working good through that. 
God can even take something as awful as sin, just like he did with Jesus on the cross. He can still take something as awful as sin and work good with that and work good through that. If you are somebody who is here or who is listening that does not have a great relationship with your parents, that doesn't mean that God has turned a blind eye towards you. That doesn't mean that God will not continue to bless you. That's not how the blessings of God work. And be assured, again, about this promise, that God continues and will continue to work good in that relationship. This is his promise. God works good for all of those who love him. The promise that is attached to that commandment. When sons and daughters fail, and we do, I am sure that my parents who are here today will tell you that I had moments, probably several, probably more than several, in which I made life on them very difficult. I am sure that my brother, if he were here today, although he was worse, I'm just saying, no. If my brother were here today, he would tell you the same thing. I can imagine that those of you out there who are parents have had moments in your parenthood in which you think, you know what, I just really stunk at being a parent today. I have those days often. The promise is this. Number one, that God promises to work good through everything. Even when you stink at being a parent, God promises to work good for that. And even when you and I are not very good kids, God promises to work good through that. And so when sons and daughters fail, the Son, our example, our Savior, the one who died on the cross for us, whose blood that we will receive in just a few moments, he never failed. And he gives us that forgiveness and that promise of life everlasting, that even though we might not be the best kids and even though we might not be the best parents, that he promises to forgive us and to redeem us. And when parents fail, when we have those days in which we think, man, I just really stunk at being a parent today. Our Father in heaven, our Heavenly Father, never fails. Remember that no matter what your home life is like currently, no matter what your relationship is like currently with your parents, remember the promise that God, in his infinite mercy and grace and wisdom and love, is working good in that relationship. It is a promise that he has made to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one
and I am the one Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. And whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. If you are a guest, uh, please leave us some way that we might be able to reach you so that we can thank you uh, for coming to worship with us here today. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. That number is 417-235-7300. The turkey shoot will be held on Saturday, October 19th, 2019, starting at 10 a.m. at Ryan and Janelle Stockton's home. The Ladies' Aid will be collecting socks and underwear on October 6th and the 13th for the children in the area of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in St. Louis. The sizes needed are child size 3 to small adult. There will be baskets in the narthex for collection. The Dorcas Ladies' Aid will meet Thursday, October 3rd at 1.30 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. All women of the congregation are invited to attend. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the narthex. Several Ladies' Aid Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, The Story We Needed, and the speaker is Dr. Reverend Dr. Michael Ziegler. The Genesis series is love, grief, and pain. That's what God felt when he did what had to be done in the flood and on the cross. Read Genesis chapter five through through nine. Our first communion hymn today will be Go to Dark Gethsemane, page 436 in the Lutheran hymnal, 436, Go to Dark Gethsemane. Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that as we honor you in the way we live our lives, we are also to honor all those you have given us, given to us as authorities over us. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, 
lift up all those on our health list. Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dotson, Mark, Gary, Bob Curtit, Emma, Brenda, Rose Marie, Bob Yelenek, John Alexander, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, Ruth, Loetta, Glennon, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Nost, Nellie, Gary Degan, John Eden, as well as those we now name in our hearts, Lord. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. And give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. Lift up to you in prayer, Christopher Smith and David Hesseman, who are serving in the Navy, Luke Sharp, who is serving in the Marines, and Derek Moore, who is serving in the Air Force. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. And on this day, Jesus, we give you thanks for returning David safely home from his recent deployment overseas. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated this week. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Francis Brown, celebrating 93 years of life, especially for bestowing on her length of days in this present life. Grant that she may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of her birth be a celebration of life both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you bestowed upon Robert and Janice, who are celebrating 46 years of Christian union through their marriage, Dale and Luann, celebrating 45 years of marriage, as well as Darren and Meandra, who are celebrating 28 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we honor you by many names. Today we pray to you as the Lord of giver and love. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We lift up the family and friends of Lauren Kleibaker, who passed on September 25th. Lauren is now with you, Jesus. He has at last seen you face to face. 
We give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in your promise of salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven where there is no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally nurture the love we have for you and each other. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. pray the prayer together that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
Just a few announcements before we close for today. As always, there is a short prayer session uh, that is going to be meeting, actually, because the nominating committee has to meet for just a brief bit in the chapel. So let's have the prayer session that normally meets in the chapel just meet in the back of the sanctuary here. That's for anyone who would like to join in. Uh, There is a sign-up sheet in the back on the table for family devotions. Uh, A pastor in Lee's Summit, Missouri, Pastor Steve Andrews, um, has prepared free family devotion material that is delivered right to your email. And I uh, have an email list going for anybody who would like to sign up for that. Please, please, please do. Uh, It's right there in the back. There will be no bell choir practice until October the 23rd. Um, Council meeting is today at 1 p.m., and uh, the, the voters' meeting slash potluck will be on October 27th next month following the church service. Uh, for the Lorne Cly Baker funeral service, visitation will be held at Buchanan Funeral Home on Thursday, October 10th from 5.30 to 7.30. And funeral services will be held here at Trinity on Friday, October the 11th at 11 a.m. Uh, and then Ryan Stockton has an announcement about us about the Turkey Shoot fundraiser for our church and school. So Ryan, please. Hello. Uh, We still have several raffle tickets still available. Uh, We've almost hit our goal for complete donation on the raffles. So if you find it in your heart to to donate some money to that, that would be fantastic. Uh, We have three weeks from yesterday to go. Uh, So if you plan on purchasing some raffle tickets from us, let me know. I'll get your name on there. Wanted to make it also an announcement that Janelle is, uh, Janelle and her friends are putting on the apple butter days, uh, selling pies at the apple butter making days. So for those of you that have, that have offered to do an action team for either one of those uh, fundraisers, we strongly encourage you to go ahead and get that taken care of. It can take up to seven days to get approval and get those action teams to us. So If you can do that, that would be greatly appreciated. If you need help with that, please contact myself, Janelle, or Jennifer in the office. Uh, But other than that, we look forward to to seeing you guys in three weeks at the house. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a really good turnout. And uh, look forward to it. We're really excited. So if you guys have any questions, let me know. Thank you. Thanks very much, Ryan. Uh, and then lastly, if I could have David Hessman uh, come on forward just really quickly. He's like begrudgingly so, but that, that, that's okay. Oh, come on up, come on up. For those of you that don't know who David Hessman is, that's him. Um, he is the one that uh, we have been praying for. Uh, he was deployed overseas in, in, in the Navy and just got back on Friday, yes. right? And how long had it been since you'd seen your family? Two days after Thanksgiving. Two days after Thanksgiving last year. Um, And so we are so very happy that you're home. Uh, We are thankful to your family for their service as well. And um, uh, there's a a video that's kind of circulating around Facebook of uh, when he, his kids didn't know that he was coming home. And so he surprised them. He and Melissa surprise them, and it's just a really, really great video, uh, if you can find it. If you can't, let me know. I'll, I'll be happy to show you. Um, but thank you for 
your service. Um, we're so glad that you are home, and we're going to continue to pray for you and your family. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Final announcement, uh, sorry, from Walt, please. Good morning. I'm sure all of you are aware that our uh, office administrative assistant uh, is going to be on maternity leave before long. And uh, when she was hired, we checked on our maternity policy, which is through the Senate, and their policy is that they will pay 70% of her wages, and we were to pay 30%. Unfortunately, she was pregnant when she came to work here, so they said she was not qualified. And so the Board of Elders have been discussing this, and we decided probably the best thing for us to do without hurting our budget and, and in our current situation is to put a, off, a free will offering envelope in the back of the church, and so it will be there today and next Sunday uh, to help Jennifer with offset her, her losses from uh, being on maternity leave. So if you would uh, help her out with that, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks very much, Walt. That's all of the announcements that we have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Uh-huh.